Want to know anything and everything related to pets? You're in the right place. Join us as we talk to pet industry experts about pet fitness and health, pet travel, foods and recipes, pet horoscopes, and much, much more. This episode is brought to you by Fido Fitness and Play, the pet industry's leader in pet transportation. This is Everything Pets with your host, Ed Walden. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Pets podcast. I am your host and fellow animal lover, Ed Walden, podcasting from Washington, D.C. in the Fido Fitness and Play Power Center. In today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with veterinary cannabis consultant, Kristen Cooley. Kristen comes from an extensive background of veterinary anesthesia and pain management with over 16 years of experience. The topic of cannabis and its use in pets is relatively new, somewhat controversial, and highly anticipated. So I am extremely excited to bring on Kristen to help provide a good understanding about the benefits of cannabis treatments for our pets. But before we hear from Kristen, let's hear from Zoe Dub and today's sponsor, Fido Fitness and Play. Hi, pet parents. Zoe Dub here. And I want to tell you about our friends at Fido Fitness and Play, North America's number one pet transportation service. Fido Fitness and Play has been safely transporting pets since 2008 in clean, temperature-controlled vehicles, reliably and on time. If you need pet transportation service, call our friends at Fido Fitness and Play at 844-738-3973 or visit their website at FidoFitnessandPlay.com. You can find them on Twitter at DC Fido. A big hello from Toronto, Canada. This is Marie Aldo, and you're listening to the Everything Pets podcast with your host, Ed Walden. Well, welcome back, pet and animal lovers. Join me in welcoming the newest friend and guest of the Everything Pets podcast, veterinary cannabis consultant, Kristen Cooley. <laughs> Kristen. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Ed. I'm very happy to be here. Absolutely. My pleasure. Let's not waste any time and let's just jump right into it. Kristen, will you explain to us what exactly is cannabis? So cannabis is a name. It's the genus for a family of plants that include both hemp and marijuana. And these plants produce powerful molecules with some amazing medicinal properties. There are actually over 180 phytocannabinoids in the cannabis plant, phyto meaning plant. So these are the molecules that the plant produces. And they support something called the endocannabinoid system or the ECS. And the ECS is a, is a homeostatic system that is present in the body of all vertebrates. So all animals with a spine have this system of balance. So homeostasis means balance. And molecules like CBD and THC fall into this category as a phytocannabinoid. There's also lesser known, um, but equally as powerful and important cannabinoids such as CBN or CBG and CBC. And they all have their own kind of specific 
things that they are good at supporting. To kind of expound on that a little bit, there are other molecules that are in the cannabis plant as well. And these include substances called terpenes, which are responsible for giving a plant its characteristic smell. And as an example, you're probably familiar with the lavender plant. And the lavender plant contains a terpene called linalool that gives it its characteristic lavender smell. And we know that linalool as an essential oil is uh, capable of providing a sense of calm and actually anti-anxiety too. So the cannabis plant contains all of these important pieces and parts that when they're utilized together, they provide a synergistic effect. So they work best when they're together versus apart. Wow, I see. So what are some of the medical uses of cannabis in uh, treating pet symptoms? Because it's a home, it's based on the endocannabinoid system that is, you know, a system of balance. There, it it kind of can spread across a whole bunch of different disease states, one of which is anti-inflammatory. Pain management is a good one. Mobility issues as far as like arthritis is concerned, which is really common in some of our larger breed dogs in horses, goats, that type of thing. It can also be used for supporting the gastrointestinal tract, so GI health. Also neurologic health too. We know that uh, cannabis CBD as well as some THC is beneficial in helping control seizures in pediatric patients. There's actually an FDA approved medication that is prescribed for some pediatric seizure type situations. And it's also good uh, for supporting patients with a cancer diagnosis. And it may be to help quell some of the side effects of chemotherapy or as an adjunctive treatment for some of some cancers because cannabinoids actually have been shown to break down cells that are damaged. And we know that that's part of cancer, right? We have these these cells that are damaged or they're overgrowing and they're just not functioning correctly. And cannabinoids promote something called apoptosis, which is cell death, right? We want to kill the cells that aren't functioning properly. How is cannabis administered to pets? Can it be inhaled, swallowed? Is it injected? How do you administrate it? So that's actually a really good question. When a lot of people think of cannabis, they think about inhaling it, but it's really hard to get your dog to smoke a joint. The best mode of delivery for cannabis types type products is sublingual oral transmucosal. So basically deposited into the mouth in some way, shape or form. So usually drops within the side of the cheek seem to be a good mode of delivery. Does cannabis lose its efficacy if it's mixed with food, water, or other methods of administration? So this is an interesting question because cannabis is lipophilic. So it's actually, it likes fatty things. It likes fat. It likes oil. And so it sometimes is absorbed better when given with or alongside a meal. But then there's something that happens when you give a medication orally, it it goes through what's called first pass metabolism. And so some of the molecules are changed or broken down, and they may lose some efficacy when given orally. So when they're ingested. Now giving a medication into the mouth, when it's absorbed through the, the gums or through the tissues in the mouth, we call that the mucosa, that is actually, it bypasses the first pass effect. 
So it doesn't go through the liver before going back into the bloodstream. And so the molecules are more readily available for use by the body. Can a pet develop an addiction to cannabis? So cannabis itself is not a very addicting substance. It's not really addicting for people. And so we can extrapolate that into our animal patients as well and say that it's not really addicting for animals either. Gotcha. Okay. It's good to know. Now, should a pet owner expect to see an immediate impact or does it take a certain number of doses to get ramped up for some type of effect? So it it actually can happen pretty immediately. And when I suggest and help counsel pet parents as far as cannabis for their patients are concerned, we start at a low dose and we build up until we start to see the positive effects. And oftentimes that happens within one to two doses. You can kind of start seeing some improvement. It's very individualized depending on whether or not that dose is what that patient needs. Because some animals, just like some people, may require greater dosage of a cannabis type product versus another animal. I have to ask you this question. Does cannabis cause hunger cravings in pets as it does in humans? So some animals will get the munchies. And this is really characteristic of pets ingesting THC. And, you know, when we talk about cannabis, it is a very safe medication, but there is a component of cannabis, which is the THC, which if you're not familiar with it, is the um, the intoxicating molecule that is present in the plant. So it's not present in every single product. And that's actually what is uh, still considered federally illegal, right? THC. If you, if you have a, a pet that gets into some THC, uh, that can be a dangerous situation that may require veterinary care. But THC in small amounts with proper guidance can be given successfully. Now, it's one of the things that we can also use cannabis for is appetite stimulation, because we're kind of leaning on that, the munchies to kind of help improve appetite in some patients who are maybe not feeling very good. And so we want to make sure that they're still eating and getting a healthy diet and THC can help with that. Are there any negative side effects of using cannabis to treat your pet's symptoms? So cannabis is generally a very safe medication, and there's actually no known amount of cannabis that can kill an animal. Now, there's a caveat to that. THC is the intoxicating component in cannabis that animals tend to be really sensitive to. And this has to do with the amount of receptors in the body that THC works on. As far as side effects go, if an animal were to ingest too much THC, you would get these handful of symptoms that would then propel you to bring your animal into an emergency hospital because they will need supportive care until the THC is metabolized in the body. But when you're looking at other cannabinoids like CBD or some of the lesser known ones, there really isn't very many negative side effects other than maybe GI upset with the carrier oil that the medication is given with. So how would a pet parrot know that cannabis is the way to go for their pet? 
You know, it really it really depends. So sometimes traditional medications aren't really working or maybe their side effects are a little bit too much for the pet to tolerate or the pet parent to tolerate. Or maybe a pet parent is just looking for a mo- more holistic approach and cannabis can kind of help augment any treatment plan that your veterinary healthcare team is already working on to keep your pet at optimal health. When you institute cannabis therapy, I think that it's important that you also tell your veterinary healthcare team that your pet is getting a cannabis product because it can have some interactions with other medications. And it's just important that everybody is always on the same page. So is cannabis only used for sick or injured pets? Yeah. So cannabis can be used to kind of maintain optimal health. And and some people use it regularly as almost like a supplement. So when I say people, I mean like humans, they might take it for anti-anxiety type stuff. And we know that that our pets also have some degree of, of anxiety and sometimes it's problematic and sometimes it's not, um, but it can be used for general wellness as well. So can a pet owner go to their local veterinarian to get their pet's cannabis or do they have to go to a cannabis dispensary if it's legal in their state? So this is actually a really good question because cannabis or THC, the marijuana plant in particular, is still considered federally illegal. We know that certain states have decriminalized or you know legalized it for medical or recreational use. So that's the THC component of cannabis. Whereas CBD, because it's hemp derived, it is easier to get, right? So it's it's available in almost every single state. And I think it might be every single state. The problem with it still being federally illegal is a, is veterinarians are not allowed to prescribe or recommend this product. And so if you go to your veterinarian and say, hey, I want to try CBD for my pet, your veterinarian, one, may not have the information necessary to even talk to you about cannabis therapy. And two, they might be afraid to because they think that they're at risk for losing their license by chatting with you about this controlled substance. Now, what I typically do when I counsel pet parents about the use of cannabis is I will research a product for them that is specific for their patient and then give them the resources to order that online. Or if they have a dispensary nearby, I can see if that product is available for them to get locally as well. And so some veterinary offices may actually carry a CBD product, but what's really important is the quality of that product. And some people don't you know, like they, they're not entirely sure how to evaluate a product for efficacy and cleanliness and just good growing practices because cannabis plant will actually pull things out of the soil and into the plant. It's called a, a bioremediator and there's garbage in the soil. If there's pesticides, heavy metals and stuff, the, the cannabis plant, the hemp plant will pull that into the plant. And then if that plant is used as medicine, then guess what's in the medicine? is the heavy metals, the pesticides, the fungicides, all of those chemicals. And so you need to make sure that the product that you're choosing is a good quality product with the right molecules in there for your pet. And then also the right concentration, you're not wasting your money on something. And and some veterinarians are very well versed in cannabis and some of them aren't. And so I think that's where veterinary cannabis counselors come in to help kind of fill that gap and, and provide the harm reduction education necessary for pets to remain safe and pet parents to be educated as far as cannabis medicine is concerned. 
If pet parents wanted to reach out to you for a veterinary cannabis consultation, how could they? Feel free to email me. My email address is vastwise at gmail.com. That's V-A-S-T-W-I-S-E at gmail.com. So I work with kind of a co-op of other veterinary cannabis counselors and also with veterinary cannabis education and consulting based in Colorado. So if there's something that I don't feel well equipped to handle, I have all of these resources at my fingertips to kind of point pet parents in the right direction and help kind of educate clients and and other veterinary professionals as far as cannabis medicine is concerned. Well, Kristen, I want to thank you again for joining us here on the Everything Pets podcast, and we'd love to have you come back again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, that's Kristen Cooley, pet lovers. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's conversation with Kristen Cooley. I think that I might be having a conversation with Kristen off the air about introducing cannabis to my Rottweiler Zeus. It's certainly something to explore. Well, my engineer behind the glass, Tori Betts, is telling me that my time is up. Until next time, my friends, always be kind to pets and animals because they'll be kind to you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Podcast Pets. Find us on YouTube at The Everything Pets Podcast and subscribe. And check out our website at TalkingPets247.com for special offers and product information. Okay, I'm Ed Walden, and I am out of here. Hi, Daddy. Love this episode of Everything Pets? Let us know with a review. Also, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Follow us on social media at Podcast Pets. And check out our website at TalkingPets247.com. This episode is brought to you by Final Fitness and Play, your pet transportation expert.